was a dark and stormy night Puddles of rain reflected the stoplights The world fell asleep but I'm wide awake Listening to traffic on the highway From half a mile away I'm looking up at my family Kaleidoscope What's going on through the podcast? I'm Isaac And Nick ain't here Why? What's Nick at? Uh, he's probably at work uh, Man, he picked a really shitty time to not uh, come in today and not because Raw or SmackDown was anything spectacular. Uh, I missed 205 Live. Um, stomping Grounds was, you know, Stomping Grounds. Um, we did forget to do a a prediction show or mega predictions. Um, doesn't really matter. We all know how that goes. I'm always right. He's always wrong. Um, if he has anything to say about that, well, he could defend himself next week. <laughs> so let's go to jump into things. First of all, Stomping Grounds. I had zero hope it was going to be any good. Turns out, it was solid. Um, big glaring that the big issue for the show was the fact that your main events, your two world titles, basically fell. They fell really flat when they needed to deliver a hot match. Um, I'm gonna get into that in a bit. Uh, first off, first match. Um, Drew Gulak, Okura Tozawa, Tony Nese, uh, triple threat match for the 205 Live Cruiserweight Championship. Solid outing. Drew Gulak wins. He finally gets his, his Cruiserweight gold after being denied over and over and over and over again. Um, he's been revamped. A new gimmick is working for him. The stoic uh, serial killer that he is. And it's working for him. Really good stuff. Uh, so congratulations to, to uh, Drew Gulak on his first Cruiserweight title. Uh, the main show kicks off Raw Women's title match, Lacey Evans, Becky Lynch. Um, this is the perfect example of what's going on, what's going wrong in WWE. Lacey Evans, great look, great on the mic, not very good in the ring. The entire time you could hear Becky Lynch calling the spots over and over and over and over again. Becky Lynch wins with this armor. Uh, Lacey Evans steps out right away. Um, I really enjoy Lacey Evans' character work. A lot of people don't for some reason. I don't know why. I think they are judging her on her ability. Her in-ring ability, probably a little too hard. Um, it's not the greatest. It's also not the worst. We've seen other women get title shots and even other men win titles when they were nowhere near as good as the people they were beating. Uh, my issue is, is the fact that Lacey Evans had no quality wins building her up um, to the feud. She didn't run through the, through the entire women's roster. They would have been great if she did, but she didn't. So... We know they're not going to drop the title to Lacey Evans. There's no threat there. Yes, it's all pretty determinist in that. It would have been a huge swerve if they did, but they didn't. And I'm glad they didn't because Becky Lynch is the champion that we deserve right now, that we need. Um, next, we get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus Big E and Zebra Woods. Uh, the Canadians, they basically put the licking on the New Day, um, taking out uh, Big E pretty early. Um, isolating Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods ends up getting the tag. Biggie comes in, but it doesn't really matter because um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, they work over Woods really, really well. Uh, Kevin Owens hits up hitting uh, a stunner on uh, Xavier Woods for the win, which was great. Uh, next, we get the United States title match, Ricochet versus Samoa Joe. I thought Samoa Joe was a shoo-in for the win, even though I've been kind of pushing for Samoa Joe to drop it just so we could insert him to the main event scene. Um, him being on Raw... Would have been great for him to be feuding with uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, he's way better on the microphone than Baron Corbin is. More of a threat uh, physically, a far superior wrestler than Baron Corbin. 
And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge fan of the Baron, uh, Baron Corbin and his gimmick. I love his moveset. Uh, the Deep Six is fantastic. Um, End of Days is great too. Uh, but Baron Corbin, as a a wrestler, still has no quality wins behind him. He would be great in the mid-card scene, yet he got put into the, to the main event scene far too early. I've said it time and time again. Guys like that benefit from having strong mid-card runs, having the Intercontinental title, having the U.S. title, letting them get built up in our eyes as somebody who we're used to having gold around their waist. Yet, Baron Corbin... Never held either of those two titles. He gets money in the bank and loses John Cena. It's just ridiculous, man. There's nothing wrong with the guy being going through the mid-card scene, winning those titles, being promoted. It gives him valid it gives him this validation. And it's not if you look at the others, Hulk Hogan has had Intercontinental title gold, uh Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage, um let's see here. Uh, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, Shawn Michaels, uh, Ch- or, uh, uh, Razor Ramon, Triple H, Stone Cold, The Rock, on and on and on and on. That mid-card scene for a young guy like Baron Corbin, he's, he's in his 30, early 30s, but it gives them this legitimacy and the lineage behind them that puts them to the next level. Now, it does suck when somebody gets stuck in that scene for far too long because then you end up seeing them as just that. But at the same time, if you're able to promote him after one or two reigns, then we see. Then we get a feel for him. And that's not what we're getting with Baron Corbin. Um, Ricochet and Samoa Joe, fantastic entering chemistry together. I don't know if they worked very uh, often in the indies together. I really doubt they did. Uh, Samoa Joe was already in TNA uh, by the time Ricochet was becoming an uh, uh, indie darling. But the match was really good. Um, Ricochet ends up winning, pins Samoa Joe. Um, after the match, Ricochet heads to the back, um, is greeted by uh, Seth Rollins, um, Charlotte, who else was there? I think Noah Jose might have been there. A few other people were there. Triple H comes, shakes his hand, and gives him a hug. And that was really cool. Uh, next, we get a SmackDown tag team title match Heavy Machinery versus Daniel Bryan. This match started immediately after Ricochet. Um, and it was, it was solid, man. I mean, Daniel Bryan was getting a massive pop in his home uh, state. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan ended up picking up the win. Um, great stuff. I know AJ Kirsch, the former Yolo County uh, tag team champion, was not happy to be disrespected by Heavy Machinery not coming out with the Yolo tag team titles. I spoke to the man. He was very upset. Uh, next we get the SmackDown Women's title match Alexa Bliss versus Bayley again solid match um, we know Alexa Bliss's strengths are on the microphone and her character work um, she did a really good job um, Nikki Cross did get involved a little bit we're kind of seeing where Alexa Bliss is kind of manipulating her a little bit putting her in harm's way this and that uh, Bayley picks the win which is good uh, next we get Drew McIntyre versus Robert Reigns solid match Shannon Van gets involved uh, Roman Reigns does the whole Super Cena thing, comes from behind, takes out uh, McIntyre, picks up the win. Uh, later on the night, um, Shane McMahon basically says it's going to be a two-on-one handicap match on my night Raw. I really hope that... I was really hoping that McIntyre picked the win. So it would have made a little more sense, you know? McIntyre getting help from Shane, getting the fuckery uh, W, yet we're not getting that. We're getting Roman Reigns getting the win, setting up this two-on-one handicap match. Handicap match on Raw... When you could have did it the other way where Roman Reigns takes the L 
Aang tries to get his revenge, and it's just poor booking. Uh, still cage match. Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston. Uh, it was solid. Could have been better with how, with how crazy these two dudes are and the stuff that they've, they've put out in the past. Yet, this was just kind of a run-of-the-mill uh, still cage match, and it was very, very disappointing. Um, I will say this. Kofi Kingston has had pretty good matches, yet he has not had a feud that has set him to be a a world champion that you can look back on and say, damn, that dude did, did his damn thing. And it's great that he that he won the championship. Fantastic. But it's what you do with the championship is that what matters. And he just hasn't had that feud yet. And it's just because they do these pay-per-views so often in such a short period of time. And they're trying to start a story, end it at the next pay-per-view so they can get on to the next one. In reality... You don't have to wrestle each pay-per-view. You can bypass one or two. You know, just build something up for that for that SummerSlam. Yet they don't. Um, some really good stuff. Uh, they really did get to the uh, uh, Dolph Ziggler working Kofi's knee a little too late. Uh, basically, what happens is Dolph Ziggler is about to slide out of the ring. Kofi Kingston does his whole leap of faith. Um. Through the ropes to the outside, he ends up winning as the doors open. Uh, Kofi Kingston retains. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is very upset. Um, after the match, Samoa Joe attacks um, Kofi Kingston. So we're setting up that uh, feud. Universal title match, Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins. Uh, we're waiting to find out who the special referee is going to be. Turns out it's Lacey Evans. Um, I actually was surprised by it. I had my negative reaction and my positive reaction of it all. Um, basically, Lee Evans did the whole hill thing where she wouldn't count. And when she did, it would be really slow. Quick counts for Corbin. Um, she kept changing the rules. So it went from a... Uh, a Who was it? A, um, anywhere Falls, I believe it was, to a no-holds-barred hardcore match. Um, she ends up hitting Seth Rollins with a low blow. Out comes Becky Lynch for the save. Um, she beats down uh, uh, Lacey Evans. Seth Rollins wins with the curve stomp. They do the whole couple thing. A lot of people are pissed off saying, oh, WWE's going to shove this down her throat. Listen, WWE has been shoving many things down your throat. Um, nobody really complained when Miss Elizabeth and Masha Man was being shoved down her throat. It's only because you want to have a neg- negative reaction. And this is what you want to have a ne- negative reaction to. They had the cute moment. Let them have it. If you don't like it, at that point, you could turn it off and move on. No one's forcing you to watch, man. Uh, let's jump into Monday Night Raw. Let's see here. So, Rollins, Becky Lynch are out there. And then uh, Bor- uh, Barry Corbin, makes sure come out. They all draw back and forth. Uh, Corbin says that uh, Seth Rollins should, you know, Get in the plane, fly back to home, fly back home, make Becky Lynch a sandwich since Becky Lynch is the man in the relationship. Um, faces beat them down, and that was it. Uh, next, we get a eight-man tag team elimination match. Daniel Bryan, Rowan, The Revival, and New Day and The Usos. Um, So, there were reports going on that Vince McMahon said that there would no longer be 
wrestling during the commercial breaks. So they were either going to finish a match within a segment or they were going to find a way to have a break, restart the match, or these elimination matches, or two out of three falls matches. Vince has had some bad ideas. This might have been so bad that I almost turned off Raw. So, the Revival get eliminated, then the Usos, or the uh, the New Day get eliminated, and then the Usos eliminate Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Um, the... quality of the match was good but there's no flow in the production that you get lost and it just gets confusing at times if you're not full on paying attention I happen to miss the fact that this was going to be a an 8 man fucking elimination match and then uh, when your member of your team lost your tag team team was going to head to the back I could not fucking for life follow what was going on because I had missed the, the rules and the stipulations of everything and it was just stupid. Dude, so let's pick up the win. Um, so throughout the night, uh, when someone was on TV a couple times, uh, The Miz walked, was walking through the hallway. And you could see Abby the Witch in the back. Um, then we get a, a really good segment. R-Truth is on Miz TV. Um, basically talking about how our truth beat Drake Maverick at his own wedding to uh, gain back his 24/7 title. Oh, excuse me, the 20, the 48-hour European TV uh, seven championship that Our Truth has officially named it. It's fucking hilarious. The fact that this joke-ass title is the hottest fucking action on Raw. Um, so they talked all about that. Drake Maverick comes out, says, you know, um, he misses the love of his life, all this other stuff. Um, they have a, a, a rematch. R-Truth beats him pretty quickly. After the match, everyone comes after him. Cedric Alexander uh, hits R-Truth with a kick, pins him. Uh, and then a few other people get pins. I think uh, Heath Slater ends up getting a pin in there. R-Truth ends up uh, winning it back with the roll-up, of course. And so uh, yeah, that was pretty some good shit. 2-1 handicap match. Shane McMahon, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns. Um, dumbass ring announcer butch botched it so bad, saying that this match is now a two-on-one handicap match. When he went to say this is now a two-on-one handicap match where both men are in the ring at the same time, um, so they basically start beating down uh, Roman Reigns. Out comes the Undertaker. The pop for that was really hot. It was great. I was was blown away, taken aback. Was not expecting it. Good shit. Some real good shit. Um. Yeah. Uh, next we get uh, the Viking Raiders versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. The Viking Raiders end up picking up the win. Um, next, then we get a, uh, a backstage segment where Alexa Bliss talking to Nikki Cross. Um, Natty and Naomi trying to intervene. Say, yo, Nikki, she's using you. Uh, she don't believe it. So we get a... Uh, So we end up getting uh, that match later on in the night. 
Um, let's see here. So the next we get Kofi Kingston versus Sami Zayn, and um, and yeah, Kofi Kingston versus Sami Zayn. Um, a good quality match. I mean, it was solid. I mean, they have really good chemistry. Uh, Kofi Kingston picks up the win. Then all of a sudden, Kofi Kingston has to wrestle uh, uh, Kevin Owens. Kofi Kingston wins via countout, and so that's the thing. It's it's. Oh, I'm sorry, and I got I got mixed up. So at Battlegrounds, um, uh, Samoa Joe didn't attack him there. He attacked him on Raw. It's been fucking four days. I got him kind of confused. Um, anyways, so. Yeah, so after he wins via countout, um, Samoa Joe attacks Kofi Kingston, uh, chokes him out, setting up that feud, which I don't understand why. Wild card rules and all and everything like that. Samoa Joe's a raw guy. He should be feuding with Seth Rollins because we know Samoa Joe is not going to be Kofi Kingston to move over SmackDown because that makes no sense. So Samoa Joe just left SmackDown. I'm frustrated. Yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, Naomi versus Alexa Bliss is next. Alexa Bliss is going to win. Uh, then we get Natty and Naomi versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss for no fucking reason. No explanation whatsoever. Um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross win pretty quickly. Doesn't matter how she wins. She wins with her DDT. Still, bullshit. Next we get Ricky Sh- Ricochet versus AJ Styles. Um, the match starts. They're kind of going back and forth a little bit. The Good Brothers come out. Um, they kind of get involved a little bit. AJ Styles stops the match. He's like, yo, gets on the microphone. He's like, yo, this match ain't continuing until you guys get the fuck out of here. He talks them out. They take off. They're upset. Match starts over. Commercial break. Come back. You s- There's no fucking flow or continuity to the show. It's not good. And it sucks because the matches are really good. They were all really good. Yet this whole production hurdle... That the guys have to go through when they just want to go out and wrestle a fucking match. AJ Styles beats Ricochet, who just won the US title night before. Good match. A dream match. You waste it on Monday Night Raw. Wasted the good surprise on you. God damn it. Sometimes I wonder why I even do this podcast with how bad the product has been as of late. And I've got to go and defend them here in a little bit. And it's not the entire product has been shit. I mean, there's been some really good gems. I mean, R True 24 7 title. That's been fucking great. AJ Styles is always fantastic. Samoa Joe's great. There's just so much other bad shit that is really hard to overlook. And and it's digest the raw and SmackDown are totally digestible if you watch them an hour at a time. But I don't have time to do that. So I have to fucking watch it all in one sitting or else I'm not going to watch it. And it's getting to the point where I don't want to watch. Um, let's jump into SmackDown here. SmackDown starts off with Shannon McMahon on the Titan Tron talking mad shit about Roman Reigns and the other tickets and that. Uh, so we're going to get a tag team match at Extreme Rules. 
Hopefully this leads to the dead man versus Drew McIntyre so McIntyre can be elevated to the heel that he's supposed to be. And this finally ends the bullshit between Roman Reigns and Jimmy Man. It's not. They're fighting at, at SummerSlam. Um, Dolph Ziggler comes out, talks some more shit. Um, he ends up getting a rematch with uh, Kobe Kingston later on that night. Um, again, just nonsense. More nonsense. Uh, the Miz is going to Shane Man's office, trying to uh, demand a a match with him. Uh, Elias stops him. Shane's like, "Yo, if you can beat Elias, you can ha- we can have a match." So they set that up again. Two out of three falls. Once they said two out of three falls, I almost fucking turned my TV off and went to sleep. I almost went to sleep. Big E and Xavier Woods versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan. Uh, the New Day pick up the win with the Midnight Hour. Um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens attack Xavier Woods and Big E from behind. And then, uh, yeah. Henry Shinry comes out for the save. We get Daniel Bryan and Rowan, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn versus Big E, uh, Woods, and Heavy Machinery. I... <sighs> Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Daniel Bryan are beyond talented. They are fantastic in-ring wrestlers. They're great on the microphone. And yet, resorting them to this. And don't get me wrong, I adore Heavy Machinery. Those are my dudes. You, They won me over with fart jokes and potty humor down in NXT. They are entertaining. is fucking hilarious. Those dudes are great. This shit right here? God. And again, I actually like the in-ring quality of the matches. Yet. Frustration. Children at home. Our word of the day is frustration. Harry Sherry wins with the trash compactor. Or the, whatever they call it. The the compactor. F- fucking great finisher. Love it. Simple. Effective. <sighs> um. Next we get two out of three falls match. Elias versus The Miz. Um, Elias wins pretty quickly. Uh, Shane McMahon gets involved. Helps Elias win. Yep. Um, so Caleb Braxton was backstage interviewing Finn Balor, so who's going to be next? Uh, the dude with the fucking 12-pack abs and the million-dollar smile is talking about, uh, his next opponent, and it turns out it's going to be Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, they've been wrestling the house show circuit, uh, trying to work out the kinks of the match or whatever it is, trying to get super comfortable in the ring with each other. They wrestle each other millions of times, people. They know what the fuck they're doing. Um, so we're going to get that feud. Should be some good shit. Nikki Cross versus Bailey. Nikki Cross picks the win. Rolls her up. One, two, three. Nikki Cross celebrates like she won the World Series. Alexa Bliss is getting her title shot. Uh, Carmella and Sonya Deville, uh, Mandy Rose, they have a whole thing backstage. Um, yeah, I got to play this because this involves our truth. 
I'm pretty sure you're tired of hearing my voice. It's almost over. Don't worry. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's funny. I was just about to beat up your friend Ember Moon. Did you want oh, some oh, too? Oh, that's right. You're gonna cheat again because you can't win without her. She well, you can't win at all. So oh, it's oh, actually kind of comical. Oh, it's actually kind of funny. Watch your back. Okay. Watch your back. Okay. Truth. You rhyme. You know what? You got the high, Brian. Oh, no. What are you doing? You by yourself? Hold up. Oh. Hold up. Hold up. I don't have a referee. In fact, I have nothing right now. My life's a sham. Look, I know I deceived you by dressing as Carmella to capture the 24-7 championship last week on SmackDown Live. Yes, you did. Truth, you invaded my wedding. That was my special day. I spent months and months planning Spent thousands and thousands of dollars of my mother-in-law's money to create that special moment of me walking down the aisle as the 24-7 champion. And you took that away from me. Then I didn't recapture the championship on Monday Night Raw. I have nothing now. And I know you have a heart of gold in there somewhere, but I want you to know you've ruined my life. Hey, man. I'm sorry. I thought it was Carmella's wedding. Hey. Okay, Hornswoggle, if this means that much to you, go ahead. What? Get a ref, man. Oh, really? Yes, go ahead, man. Seriously? He's gonna... Ah! Psych! I love this championship more than you love your wife! Arriba Dante! Ah, Drake Maverick's fucking gold. The dude is fucking great. True entertainer. <sighs> um, yeah, some good shit. Um, next we get. Let me get back to my notes here. Um, next, we get Ember Moon versus Sonya Deville. Uh, Mandy Rose gets involved. Sonya Deville is the win. It seems like Sonya Deville and 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 Mandy Rose are having a little a little romance angle soon. Uh, two out of three falls match next. Next, Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston, and Kofi Kingston wins. So it looks like Dolph Ziggler is going away. Uh, that's how we end um, SmackDown. Again, quality matches, but stupidity because of the of the, the two out of three false stuff. Um, I didn't watch 205 Live, but I did watch NXT. NXT was fucking fantastic. Uh, we get the start of the um, Breakout Star Tournament. So the first match was, uh, let's see, Angel Garza. Uh, let's see here. Give me two seconds here. Uh, so Hawking Wild, aka DJZ versus Angel Garza. Um, it's a really good ma- uh, matchup. Oh my god, Garza's so good. Dude's gonna be a star. He ends up picking a win and advancing to the uh, next round. Uh, Kushida had a really good um, promo. Fantastic. Then we get the Street Profits versus Forgotten Sons. Um, Street Profits win via DQ. 
Uh, Jason Rackshaw getting involved. Outcome Owner Lurk and Danny Birch to, uh, for the save. Keith Lee versus uh, Nikos Rikos. Keith Lee wins pretty quickly. And then next we get our main event of the night. The only reason why I'm going to probably watch. Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, still cage match for NXT Women's title. Match was really good, high quality. I absolutely loved it. Um, so, the Justin Duke and Marina Shafir, they get involved. Um, Candice LeRae comes up for the save. Candice LeRae does a crossbody onto, I believe it was uh, Justin Duke. Um, Io Shirai is on top of the cage. She's doing a moonsault off of it, lands right on um, Shayna Baszler. And then they end up trying to get out of the ring. They're at the, the cage. Uh, Io Shirai, or excuse me, Shayna Baszler and Snap uh, putting her in a rear naked chokehold. Io Shirai grabs the cage door, slams it in her head into uh, Shayna Baszler's head. Shayna Baszler falls out the ring, ends up picking up the win. Really good match. Um, after the match, Io Shirai attacks Candice LeRae as Candice LeRae is trying to, help her up, trying to help her up. Gets a chair, destroys her with the chair. As Io Shirai is walking out, She's yelling in Japanese, gets to the ramp, and just yells at the fans, I don't care, I don't care, walks off. So it looks like we finally have our next great um, uh, female heel in in NXT. So this will eventually, hopefully, lead to Shayna Baszler getting called up, maybe right around SummerSlam. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's jump into some news. Not a whole lot. Got a few things here. Um... Uh, so Mark Henry was on the Steve Austin show or Steve Austin podcast. Uh, basically says uh, um, that he got uh, some respect after threatening to beat up Shawn Michaels. Let's see here. Oh, excuse me. He threatened to kill Shawn Michaels. So... After he threatened to kill Sean, he ended up getting sent to Canada. Um, that's where he uh, ended up uh, ended up starting to work with the, um, a lot of the Hart uh, Foundation people, a lot of the Hart family, which is great. Um, so that's really cool. Um, I'm going to go check out that story. Um, so I had mentioned earlier that Bray Wyatt stuff was hiding in the background. Um so the uh, Huskiest the Pig was seen in the background um, with a tag team uh, segment, Daniel Bryan and Rowan. And then the Rabbit was uh, in the Carmella Mandy Rose and DeVille segment. Uh, the Buzzard was hidden in the background segment with Kofi Kingston. And uh, the Witch was uh, in the background when the Miz were walking through the hallway. I'm not sure where they're going with this whole thing, but it's kind of badass. I'm wondering where it's going to go. Uh, Jinder Mahal has reportedly signed a five-year contract extension with WWE. I mean, I can't imagine there being too many promotions out there super excited to uh, to sign him. Um, so... Uh, UFC fighter Desmond Green has been charged in an accident that killed two people in 2018. So he 
um, went around a tractor, ended up hitting a car that killed two people. Um, so he's currently uh, um, awaiting bond. That's uh, tragic. Um, yeah. Um, let's see here. Stomping grounds. So apparently there's only f about six to 7,000 people in attendance. Um, about 4,500 tickets of those were actually paid for. Uh, people were actually giving away tickets at the local mall. There was also a bunch of buy a ticket, get one free um, on the Ticketmaster website. Yeah, that's that's a that's a rough one. Uh, again, that's WWE's fault for not properly building pay-per-views. Um, they probably should stop calling them pay-per-views. These are just a regular event on uh, on the network. They should call it network exclusives. Uh, we talked about Terry Reynolds' um, felony charge by taking a gun into the airport. Um, it's all been dismissed. So good for her. Let's see here. Uh, so Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay have been going back and forth on Twitter. Um, Seth, uh, Will Ospreay said that Seth Rollins is jealous that, uh, or he's upset that the um, New Japan heavyweight title is more important than the Universal title. In all reality, only to hardcore fans really give a shit about the New Japan title. Um, casual fans don't, don't even know what New Japan even is. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's been uh, interesting on Twitter. A lot of people are talking shit about Seth Rollins because he's... Um, protecting WWE. He's saying that uh, people don't know the half of what's really going on. So other stuff. It's been really interesting. Um, and he should take a stand because he is the face of the company right now. And if the company is struggling, it you can point the fingers at the guy who's uh, leading it. I mean, people blame Brett for the downfall uh, or the struggles of WWE uh, in the, uh, the early to mid-90s. Uh, but in reality, Diesel's like, dude, nobody was drawing. Nobody was making money. Um, so Kenny Omega was criticizing WWE, um, for the Saudi Arabia show that they did. And then he, uh, criticized them again because WWE is going to be, uh, airing the, uh, Evolve 10 year anniversary show on the network, uh, July 13th. Um, and a lot of people, and so the, the, uh, fight fest, uh, show is basically a, a charity event um for the for people that uh, lost their lives to gun violence um and so kenny omega tweeted out and he deleted it saying that there was a lot of negativity from it all this other stuff in all reality hey jericho's the one that said this is a war this is a symptom of war my man either put on a better show than the evolve show or not simple as that um Let's see here. So a lot of WWE guys are going to be at the Evolve show. Uh, let me go ahead and pull up the list. Um, uh, let's see here. So it's going to be the 10th anniversary show, July 13th. Um, it's going to be at the old ECW arena. Um, so Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa with the title on the line, uh, Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak and on non-title match, uh, Art uh, Arturo Ruas, AKA Adrian Giroud versus Bubba Tunde, um, Austin Theory and, uh, Eddie Kingston and Joe Gacy. Um, there's supposed to be some other WWE guys there. So it should be an interesting show. Very curious. Um, WWE has been talking about 
rumored to having uh, Evolve on the network. So let's wait and see about that. Um, Drew McIntyre basically says that uh, um, he gives advice to people complaining in WWE. Basically says, look in the mirror. It's basically you're not trying hard enough. You're not giving it everything you got. Uh, he said it. Uh, he stated that there are a lot of people that are talented and do deserve more opportunities, but there are those out putting in the work and maybe in their heads they think they deserve this. Deserve this, this, and this. I assure you, outside the company, uh, when it is 100 percent on you, it becomes your life. You have to give it uh, all you got, 24/7. Um, no, it's not necessary. See here, da, 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 da. and it's true. I mean, once you're on your own, it's 100 percent on you. And right now, I think a lot of people are are depending on creative to to write this amazing stuff for you. But if you uh, hear what Enzo said, Enzo said, you know what, I'm going to go out and do it my way. I'm either going to um, live by the sword or die by the sword. I mean, that's basically how it is. You can go out on a limb and try, and if you fail, you fail. It's on you. If you succeed, great. And what's the worst that can happen? Get fired? I mean, this is not what everyone's asking for anyways. Yeah. Um, the last bit of news I had is that WWE is allowing talent to work the Lionheart tribute show. Um... He unexpectedly passed away last week at the age of 36. Uh, so Legero is apparently... Uh, Legero and Ashton Smith um, are the NXT UK stars that have been confirmed. There more than likely will probably be more. Um, so that's been really cool. Um, I really don't have anything else. Nick's not here. 30, let's do a 40-minute show. Um... Yeah, so we'll have to wait and see, man, with this whole AEW stuff going on. A lot of people love to criticize WWE. And that seems to be the uh, the, the trend right now. Is anything that WWE does is going to get criticized extremely hard. I mean, they do deserve criticism. At the same time, when they do something right, people seem not to care. Um, I have, Obviously, I'm super frustrated. Um, all right, man, let's go ahead and do this. Let's get out of here. Peace out, y'all. One love. Nick is probably at work right now eating. But he can't. Is he allergic to peanut butter? Maybe. Uh, he's probably. It's not that hot either. He's probably at work right now getting a lollipop, chewing some bubble gum. All right. Peace out, y'all.